Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 734 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's episode of the Juicebox Podcast is with Allie. She is the mother of a 19-year-old with type 1 diabetes who is preparing to live abroad. And while he's preparing, so is Allie. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes and are a U.S. resident, or you are the caregiver of someone with type 1 and a U.S. resident, go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox to take the survey. When you complete the survey, your simple answers to simple questions about type 1 diabetes will help other people living with type 1. They'll also help you and me. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. Completely anonymous, absolutely HIPAA compliant. Only takes 10 minutes. Go answer those questions for me, please. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. They're an organization doing great things for people living with type 1 diabetes. And all they want is for you to find out more about them. Touchedbytype1.org. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Today's show is also sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. If you're looking for an insulin pen that does more than what you expect, you're looking for the InPen. InPenToday.com to find out more. I'm Allie. I am a mother of a currently 19-year-old who is on a year abroad uh, in Israel, and he was diagnosed uh, three and a half years ago. 19 years old, three and a half years ago. He is not currently in the country, even. He is not in the country. He is really, really far. We're texting diabetes, uh, different time zones, kind of not able to get texts sometimes. It's fun. Interesting. Let's go back a little bit to the beginning. So Okay, the very beginning. How'd it go? So uh, we're religious Jews. So there's a lot of like very specific holidays and things. So we had uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is our new year. Um, The whole family, you know, is together in one house. And um, he, you know, is very similar that, you know, he had a sore throat and he was throwing up. So I got him some antibiotics and we said, okay, so, you know, we'll be home in a couple of days. We'll take you to the hospital, take you to the doctor. And he was okay. Like the first day he had lost weight and my mom was like so excited and she took him shopping and she got him new clothes. She was like so excited. <laughs> Um, and that summer, we hadn't seen him in a long time because he was in a sports camp. And then after the sports camp, he went to a hockey camp. So, you know, it wasn't like a long, oh, he doesn't feel good. Right. Um, 
So, you know, because kid got a sore throat. So he's like sitting on the couch. It was his birthday. Mm-hmm. It was his 16th birthday. And we got him this ice cream cake and he didn't eat it, which is not typical for right, him right. to not eat the ice cream cake. And he was just like on the couch. And, and then when we finally took him to the doctor, you know, I went to work and my husband's in the doctor. I was like, get a strep test. So he goes to the doctor and he's like, He's like, we're going to the hospital. I was like, we need to go to the hospital. You know? So, uh, you know, so he got his diagnosis. And I was like, I, like, I definitely did not believe it. I was like, these people are idiots. They didn't even do a strep test. You know? Um, And then, you know, when I came, he, my husband was with him the whole time. You know, he stayed with him. Um, and it was, it was, I was convinced eventually that it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced of that. Like, so he's there's he, nobody in there was nobody nobody in our family right. had any kind of diabetes, and even he only had one marker. So the last time you went to endo, she's like, "Well, I'm not going to change your diagnosis because your markers didn't come up, but you know, maybe there's a different marker we're not testing." Like his one marker that it took him a long time to kill his pancreas. Okay, so. All right, so at the end of his 15th year, he's off at a couple of sports camps. He's gone for a while. You don't see him. He comes back. It's a holiday. You're around family, not at home, and he's sick. You think he's got strep, which makes sense. Your your mom is on a different path uh, <laughs> with, like, <laughs> with oh, what? it's a great time to buy new clothing. And, um, and then you get this diagnosis. So how... Um, how long was he in? Was he in the hospital? Did they ever admit him? Yeah. So when we went to the pediatrician, he said, like, go to this hospital. Um, we went to Hackensack instead of uh, the local, you know, the local one. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a Molly Center for Diabetes, which is, you know, pretty extensive. And it's associated with Jocelyn. And it's like a good place to go. Um, of course, you know, whatever other people told us, no, you got to go to Boston, you got to go to Philly, you got to go to New York, you know. Um, but we were, you know, we were in Hackensack, pretty happy. And I was kind of picking the doctor. So every five minutes, a different doctor comes in. Mm-hmm. And there's one doctor that he was like, heavy, his, I, I could put him on the list, Javier Eisenberg. He's like, cool and a guy and he's got like you know big curly hair and he was like the head of the whole department so I'm like okay that's the one and when you call up to make the appointment they're like oh well we don't have any appointments with him but you can have uh our nurse practitioner that graduated last year do you want that (laughs) you know so we got you know eventually got in um it's also like a little specific to uh, Jewish people is we have this thing called Beaker Holim, which is people visit sick people mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, it's a big thing. And they also have a setup in the hospital. So the Beaker Holim room, which is, I guess they pay the hospital to have a room. And that room is stocked with like all this kosher food and like people bring it in all the time and the restaurants donated and, um, so we had like somewhere to hang out and we had kosher food. Um, and then people start calling. And like the first person that calls is the rabbi. Cause 
you know, he he, he hears, somebody tells him and he hears, and you know, what do you want? What do you want? So my, so he gets my kid on the phone and my kid says, I want French fry pizza. So we're like, oh, okay, French fry pizza. So like, you know, he comes over and he brings, and, I, and he's like, he gets on the phone with me and he's like, is there anything you want? I'm like, just, just bring some vegetable soup. Okay. <laughs> just just give us something that's somewhat normal. I didn't know pizza's hard. I don't know anything. Right. So, um, you know, but I'm going on all the little Facebook groups and somebody's got a friend and the friend calls me and they, you know, I'm, listen, so, I'm fascinated that you found a Jewish yeah. doctor from Buenos Aires. I don't know how you did that. Right? Yeah. Oh, there you Googled him. <laughs> well, listen, you said his name was Javier Eisenberg, and I was like, right? wait a he second. Was cool. Yeah. He was a cool guy. Um, meanwhile, he kicked us out when he was 18, but <laughs> it lasted two years. Well, yeah. I mean, pediatrics, um, they move you on. They move you on when you're 18 for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, tell me about. I mean, I'm interested because I I sort of know where your story goes to some degree. So I'm trying to pick apart a little bit. So um, let's find out next. When do you find the podcast in this process? Uh, Pretty, pretty early. Okay. Pretty early. We, because I was on Facebook groups. Like the first thing I did was like very specific, uh, you know, Jewish mothers in New Jersey, diabetes, the very specific groups. And then... Um, you know, and then somebody knew you and was on your podcast. I don't think you had a Facebook group yet. Yeah, it was not if it was a three few, and a half years ago. That thing, yeah, that thing's coming up on two years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm you know, uh, you know, if you're if you're on it, you definitely know I'm on it. Um, I love that group. They're so great. And uh, yeah, so we we stayed in the the we stayed for that weekend the Mm -hmm. Shabbat and they have an apartment and they you know you stay in their apartment the Beaker Holland people and um you get these like little gift box then with a little note in it and my daughter wrote the note like months and months before because you know any anytime you know one of our friends is like oh we're packing boxes I'm like okay so I go over with a couple kids and a couple nieces and we're packing boxes, and my daughter was the one that wrote the note. So I was like, "Oh, oh that's so cool!" Oh, so you, so so people understand. So there's a community um, support at the hospital, and volunteers make up gift boxes. You had done that in the past, and your son ended yeah, up getting the and note. And we got our own gift box. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's very funny. Hey, listen. Any chance they kept him in the hospital for eight days and eight nights? That would be cool. I think they That'd should cool. just for fun. Honestly. 40 days and 40 days. No, but it's holiday season. Right. So we were scared that he would be, he was there that Shabbat, but we were scared he was going to be there, you know, three days later is Yom Kippur, which is like a very, very big holiday. And it's a fast day. That was his first basal test was <laughs> Yom Kippur. Um, uh, so, you know, thank God he was out. And we were able to do that. He just stayed home, quick. but you know, at least we were out. Well, how how um, was his blood sugar super yeah. high at diagnosis or no? So he was a once he was thirteen, and his sugar was three hundred and thirty. Okay. Well, so they, yeah. and then by December's the next time they took it, it was six point eight, and it was seven after that. Right. So he was pretty controlled right away. We got a dex right right away. Mm-hmm. The first appointment, we had this fabulous nurse 
and the deck, the six had just come out. So she was like, you want the six, but it might be hard to get because it just came out. So, you know, so she's prodding us. She's like, is there any reason that I can tell the insurance to expedite it? Like, does he go to school, you know, further? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes to school in New York, you know? And like, and does he play sports? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. Like he played two varsity sports, but like it's yeshiva league floor hockey, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's not exactly major league here, but, uh, but he plays sports, you know, that's going to bring his blood sugar down. Exactly. No matter what, yeah. if he's pushing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so actually- we got the ducks right away. Um, and then the pump, they require you to do training. It's not that they didn't want to order it, but there's, there's pump training. They had rules. They, they wanted you to yeah, they will. But so it's we go in the first time. Everybody's there. I'm there. My husband's there. He's there. You know, all the pump trainers and everything. And they put a whole bunch of wooden fruit and vegetables and the smallest bowl of rice you ever saw, and a little potato and a big apple. You know, and they want you to be able to figure out what 15 carbs is. So each thing is 15 carbs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. I like that. Um, and then the next visit already, they're showing us pumps and they wanted us to be not, they want us, but like they were pushing the basal IQ because they're like, this is safer. We're going to do the basal IQ. Um, and that, or, you know, some teenagers really like the Omnipod because it's, it's, you know, simpler and it doesn't have tubing and stuff. So my, my son took one look at it and he's like, I'm not having wires coming out of my body. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he was just like not at all interested in the, quali- if it was a better quality or not, I don't care. He didn't care I want yeah. the Omnipod. Want so it turns out it's great quality. You know, we're very happy with the Omnipod and we're waiting for the five to come out. Yeah. He also wouldn't, he also wouldn't loop. They they would have let us loop, but he would not do it because we started on Aris. He wouldn't do it because he's like, I'm not doing that. You know, it's not FDA approved. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I concerns. was trying. <laughs> I tried. My my daughter said, what is this? Is it going to kill me? And I was like, I don't think so. She's like, all right. Right? <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I'll give it a shot then. Um, yeah. Okay. So would you, how would you characterize his first couple of years with diabetes um, uh, in a couple of different regards uh, was your, the health part of it where you want it to be? Was it a struggle? Did you figure it out and how did he handle it emotionally? Was he, you know, did, did he kind of mesh with diabetes or did he brusque against it? How did all that go? So he is a very like chill kid like he nothing really phases him mm-hmm. so he wasn't he wasn't like oh this stinks you know he was nothing um and in the beginning when he's you know testing blood sugars and mdi he had a huge box this tide pod box and he would bring it like all over the place and be like hey you want to you want to eat a tide pod you know um and he was very proud of his, uh, I think he was very proud of his uh, amount of needle district, you know. Oh, so he, he, was, he was keeping his, like, old, like, syringes in this Tide Pod box? 
<laughs> yeah, that was our that was our sharps container. Nice. And he would like offer it to people to eat. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> and like he would go like he's very very social. So he would go to these um, events and like NCSY is the youth groups that they're in. So they have stuff every week. They have stuff every Shabbat. And, you know, he'd be with a group of people and he'd be like, hi, I'm diabetes. You know, like, I don't know. He was not he was not particularly phased by it. I would say in the very beginning, he missed a whole month of school because the doctor was just like, all right, let him let him get used to it. And in the fall, there's like school every two days. You have like at the most two days a week because of all the holidays. So they're like, just stay home until the holiday season is over. And then he'll come back. So he goes back to school and his friends were like, we thought you got kicked out. Why didn't you call us? He's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to call you and say, hi, I got a bit of diabetes. Like that was the very beginning. And then by the end, by like two months in, yeah, he was like saying, hi, I'm diabetes. You know, like it was not that something that he was at all ashamed of. Right. You know, when you guys are on um, holidays, we, we all just sit around at public school and we're like, thank God for the Jewish people and all their holidays. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I wish we got all of them off in public school. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this Yum Kippur thing is, but I got the whole day off, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's to me. right. And yeah. you can eat, too. That's like amazing. And I can oh, eat too. Man. Yeah, it was a whole free day for us. Uh, yeah. no, we used to. I don't know. I have I have Muslim patients, and they got a whole month. You get a month. They they get a whole month of not eating, uh, and the kids do it too. Like the older kids do it. They can they fast they, for a month. They do it. Yeah, Ramadan is a whole whole month. Like there's we not have six some days food? a year. Six days. That's, that's quite the basal test. I sometimes forget to eat. I don't know if that counts as yeah. fasting though. For a whole day. That's totally, totally it. That's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel compelled by any religious reasons when I do it. I just forget. So, uh, you know, so, so you think, so he's laid back, he's doing okay. But then, you know, I become, I mean, aware of you, but like, you know, through the Facebook page, but I don't really know you. Um, I mean, to this moment, I don't really know you, but I didn't really speak to you until you reached out directly because your son was going over, um, why don't you tell people what did he what did he want to do and what were your concerns? Um, well, he was going for his year in Israel, which pretty much everybody. Oh, well, I I'll say that and then I'll back up. I guess um, he was going for his year in Israel, which pretty much ninety percent of the kids in his school did. Mm-hmm. Um, are going to and it's a yeshiva year which is like a religious stuff but it's also traveling and it's hiking and it's you know just learning to be a grown-up and having a great time with friends and it's a great year and my older two girls did it and he's not he's not staying home there's no way that you know this is keeping him home um so I was a little worried because the last time he went to Israel, which was only for a month, he came back with a 9.7 and he had kidney stuff and he was a disaster on his own. Okay. So that was a year after diagnosis, almost a year. So, so and, give me a yeah. second. A year after diagnosis, he went for a month 
And right. then he came back and his A1C had gone up significantly while he was there. A lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now you're, now you're getting back. I assume things you get back to the way they were when he was with you, but now you're looking at him being gone for a year. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm a little bit thinking he might kill himself by accident, you know, so I'm trying to stack the odds. So there's, two other type ones in his particular school there's more in the neighborhood and in different schools but his school has three this year i don't know who's older but um this particular year has three so he's living with one of them in the room mm-hmm. um and then the third guy in the room is this very good friend of his that's an emt um, and the Israel tour that he did for the year for the summer was the EMT tour, um, which you get to be and you get a certificate. It's an EMR. And it was a great, great experience for him. He actually saved a life and they they make a very, very big deal about it. They, he got a medal from the state of Israel that he saved a life and, you know, they they have this big celebration and he's called up for this big celebration. So it was like a really good experience for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also was like stacking the odds, picking that tour because the other tour he wanted was surfing. So I was like, let's do the one with the medical profession. You know, I, you know? <laughs> I, just, I just had this whole image in my head <laughs> that they get the kids over there and then they stage a medical emergency and let them pretend that they saved a life. So they feel good. <laughs> Right, right. I know. I think I know that there's a lot of Jewish lawyers in Israel, but I think that it's just not as litigious a society because they're letting 16 year olds do all sorts of stuff that I don't think they would let you do here. I'm dying (laughs) after like three days of training. I'm dying, but I need is a 16 year old boy who's just left his mother for the first time to help me. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly. uh, not exactly comfort yeah. filling. So when you kind of, I know. I mean, what did they? What did he do? They told him push here, and he pushed here. You know, like they they had the machine on it. You know? I'm telling you, the whole thing oh, was bum, bum. they were actors. They were <laughs> All so, actors. no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. When so when you Thank reach you. out to me, what is your like? What were you looking yeah. for that day? Because I remember speaking to your son on the phone and thinking he was not thrilled to be on the phone. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, so um, he, I mean, his A1Cs are fine. Like this, he was like 6.6, and it was 5.9, it's 5.8, 6.16. In Israel, he was six. This last time, November, which is his own, I would say that's his own A1C. Right. But his variability is horrible. He is not a straight line guy. He's a don't pre-bowlers enough and go away in the sky and then just keep hitting it until it comes down finally and you get a double hour down and then catch it and then, you know, eat again five minutes later. And, you know, like it's, he's, his variability and his like waves are bad. So, so he's not, he's not really, he's not managing. He's, like just stopping bad things from happening, but more, but it, that's happening pretty constantly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Right. He, yeah. If, if the Dexcom like runs out of numbers and gives you words, that's bad. He's, right. He's Isn't that trouble. bad? 
And so <laughs> he's sure that's bad. Yeah, no, it runs out of numbers and gets your words. <laughs> but what I'm what so you're he's jumping up to four hundred at times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, he's up. He's down. He's all over the place. And you have no. Now I know that's not what you want. So, but you're having trouble impressing that upon him. Yes. So I am a podcast listener, and I listened to all of your podcasts, which I really enjoy. As everyone should. Um, as everyone should. That's correct. Um, but he's not. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. So it uh, it's going through the filter of me, and I'll tell him, like, you know, bumping large, like, hit it a little bit, hit it a little bit, hit it a bit, you know. Or this one you should, you know, hit it harder. Or remember, I, I can't tell you. If you looked at the text chats, I can't tell you how many times I've written the word pre-bolus in the text chats. Mm-hmm. I'm like, will, and he'll say he's doing it, you know, but then we'll have a meeting with the, you know, with the endo or the CD or whatever. And she'll be like, okay, so your breakfast seems to be rising a lot, you know. What are you, you know, what are you doing? Are you pre-bolusing? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. I was like, okay, good. So what are you eating? He's like eating three bowls of cereal in a 10-minute pre-bowl. And that's what he thinks is a pre-bowl. So when it doesn't doesn't work and it goes, I mean, he knows knows it's wrong. Like, I mean, going to 400, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming he doesn't feel well. Is there no, um, there's no, no indication from him that he's like, oh, I, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like he, he just doesn't. I don't want to say he doesn't care, but he doesn't care. Are you not quite ready for an insulin pump, but you don't just want to use syringes? Makes sense to me. If that's the situation you find yourself in right now, I think you should take a moment to look at the InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. InPen is today's sponsor and There is a ton of information about it at inpentoday.com. Now, there are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to inpentoday.com. If you can't remember how to type in the little thing, inpentoday.com, but you should probably be able to remember it. So let's assume you have. You're on your browser. You make it to inpentoday.com. What do you see right away? Ooh, there's some moving video. Someone's showing you the inpen. And they're holding their phone, their cell phone. Why would they be doing that? Oh, is it because the InPen connects to an app on your phone? Uh Uh-huh. And does that app give you current glucose readings, dosing calculator, meal history, active insulin remaining, glucose history, dosing history, an activity log, and reports that you can look at or generate for your doctor? Well, it does. The InPen is not just an insulin pen. It's more. And it may cost you as little as $35. Is that not crazy? Head over to impentoday.com to find out. Impen doesn't want cost to be a roadblock to you getting the therapy you need. So with the Impen Access Program, you could pay as little as $35. Offers available to people with commercial insurance. Terms and conditions apply, of course, but you'll learn more at impentoday.com. While you're there, check out the 24-hour technical service, hands-on product training, Online educational resources, insights from actual users, and much, much more. You can even get started right now 
with an easy form that they have here for you. It just says ready to try. Fill in your name, phone number, a little bit more information. The next thing you know, you're on your way to using the InPen. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information, visit InPenToday.com. I would say he's trying, but he's really not that good at bolusing. Like his basil is, if he doesn't eat and he's in bed all day, he's got a beautiful line. It's nice and straight. The settings are good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if his, uh, maybe his carb ratio is bad, but he's mostly just winging it. So sometimes, you know, the other day, um, he's taunting me and he says, I ate four pieces of pizza. Did you see it? And I didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, he right. figured out pizza. But, um, you know, and, uh, last night he, they, all the boys do these like little side gigs to get spending money. So his side gig, he decided is going to be making general chow's chicken. So he doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. But he decided he's going to know, learn, he and his friend, he's got a recipe, he's learning how to, I'm like, okay, so fried chicken with cornstarch and flour bathed in sugar sauce. Yeah. That's going to be – like, can't you be the protein shake guy? That's going to be him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, no. When, He's like, no, it was really good. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> you know? so, prior to him so, leaving, but prior to him leaving for this year – was this happening still? Like, were you involved and you were you were making pre-boluses happen? Or was it same situation, just he was in the same country? Um, I'm going to say his best A1C was those six weeks I was home for COVID and he was in his room. And I would just, like, go in there and do it. But I can't, like, honestly say I'm better at, him, at it than him because he's doing it all day. So... So you've you know, never sometimes, been. But sometimes you, he gets it right, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, but you've never been the main person taking care of it. No. No. Okay. Anytime he eats, he's the one that puts it in. All right. So you wouldn't say that you're any. Are you any better? Like you don't even know, I guess, if you're better at it than he is. I know that I'm not going to ignore it and just hang out. But, but about the timing and the pre-bolusing and things like that, like you. Like, I don't know. I don't know carb numbers of things. I would look it up. Okay. But I certainly know all of the rules. He knows also. He knows about fat he, protein. He knows about how long, uh, you know, something's going to take to hit him. Right. But I don't think we're talking about understanding. And I think we're talking not. about the will to do it. Yeah. Right. That's. Yeah. So if he was So how do I give him the will? I don't know. But I'm asking do you I'm asking first do you have it? Like if we magically made him 6 years old and you were just in charge, is that like who who you like I'm trying to find out if you and he are the same person. Like so like oh, you know what I mean? Like are you, if you were in charge, do you think you'd be like, "Oh, I forget the pre-bolus and we end up chasing it around all the time." Like do you think you'd be him? I hope not. I don't know. I mean, for my own health, I I personally eat a very low carb 
diet. Okay. Um, and that's it's mostly for weight, but um hey, you, I was expecting this question and you didn't get a chance to ask this question. How do you know? So well, I because <laughs> I never let you talk. <laughs> you can have good stats on this one. <laughs> Allie, listen, um, every, I, every Jewish yeah. mom is going to listen straight through to it. Everyone else is probably turning it off. But you go ahead. You keep going. Oh. No, I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you. You're fine. Because they want to hear Scott. No, no, no. I. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, at, at what you've described is basically about three years where you, you haven't been at any time the primary caregiver on the insulin. And, and he's chasing it around. And you want him to be better at it, but like, you don't know what to do about it. And I don't, and I'm trying to ask the question, if you were in charge of it, would you be better at it? I think so. I I don't have the data of my body, but you know, the other day I see like a doubled arrow down, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, 60 double arrow down. So I'm texting him and texting him and texting him and texting him. And then he gets to the LOW and then, uh, and then I find out later when I talked to him, they had a push-up contest. Okay. They had a push-up contest. Like, well, well, why, you know, you know what to do. What are you supposed to do in your exercise? Turn it down, turn it off, turn it down an hour before, you know, have something to eat before. He's like, it's like, that's not how it works. Like, I can't you know, go with the guys and be like, oh, sorry, can we have this push-up contest in an hour? I need to turn down my basil. Like, he's not doing that. Yeah, but what about, you know? what about in that situation where he's like, oh, geez, we're about to do this. I'm going to, I'll take in a bunch of carbs now to avoid the low instead of experiencing the low and then taking in the carbs. Because he's going to, he's going to end up doing the same functional thing. Right. It's just that in right. one situation, he would avoid a problem. In the other situation, he's, he's steeped in it. But, but. So seriously, though, hold on. You have not answered my question yet. If he was six years old. Am I better than him? No, <laughs> not no, a good question. no, 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 not, not <laughs> that. If, if he was six years old, do you have the personality? Like, let me give you a different example. Two days ago. Yeah, I think I could do it. With all of the information that I've taken in, I think I could do that. So, Because I would, like, weigh the food and look, type it in and figure it out and, you know, Extend, but, like he extends boluses, yeah, but, but he just doesn't always do it right. But would you pre-bolus? Because pre-bolusing is his problem. Yeah. You would. Because, yeah. like, like for instance, the other day, um, Arden's, like, they kept them home from school again. So she's the middle of the day. She's done school already. She's hanging out where Kelly works, and um, they get lunch together. And then they got um, a dessert to go with lunch, but they weren't going to eat it right away. And uh, a couple hours after lunch, I was walking through the kitchen and Arden's like, Hey, I'm going to have that, that dessert now. And I was like, all right, well, you know, go ahead and bolus for it. And, um, she, she, she bolused and I was near it. So I kind of put it on a plate and I brought it to her and I set it down and she reached out for it with these big, excited eyes. And I went, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. and she's like, what am I? Like, you've got to pre, you've got to let this bolus work first. I was like, just don't look at it. Do whatever you're going to do. But we're not eating this for at least 10 minutes. And like, do you, would yeah. you, like, I don't know what the, I can't figure out what your um, relationship is know. with Could him. I force a six-year-old to do it? I could force a six-year-old to do it. Okay. Would you be able but to. I don't know if I could force a 19-year-old to do it. Right. I, oh, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I could just bug him. I could just like bug him, bug him, bug him, bug him until he, you know. I, 
I, whatever. I don't, <laughs> so he still doesn't listen to me. I'm not sure how this is going to sound. Like, so I don't think, like, when I do it, I don't believe that I'm badgering her or bugging her. I don't believe that I'm, I think I'm reminding her and then I have the, the wherewithal or the strength to stand in front of her while she ignores me and tell her not to ignore me. Like, I don't just like, you know, that thing where parents are like, don't do that. And kids are like, go to hell. And they're like, all right. And then it just happens anyway. Like, I'm not, yeah, I I, I'm not uncomfortable in the uncomfortable part. Like, I can stand there and be like, listen, we have to wait 10 minutes. Or you just, you just really can't eat this. Um, yeah. But I don't know that a lot of people are comfortable with that. I guess I'm mm -hmm. asking if you are. I, I'm comfortable with it, but it I'm not work. on him. Oh, like yeah. I'm not with him and I'm not on him. So, so why like, not? That's, so that's my I'm real question. I'm texting and texting and like, do it, do it, you know? Um, but I'm saying the difference, so how do I, the difference between like bugging him and actually making it happen. Like he's 19. Like, you know, you have recourse. Like, here's one. You can't go to Israel if you don't pre-bolus. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering, like, where, um, I'm wondering where that is. Or if it's just not your relationship. Like, I don't, I'm not judging it. I'm just trying to figure it out. So, but I'm yeah. not sure, I'm not sure if you know even. Like, sometimes things just grow the way they grow. You, you know, like, would he not? Yeah. Like, is there no world where you'd say to him, listen, man. This is a significant issue for your health. And I don't care that your A1C comes back in the sixes. You know, your blood sugar has been three and 400 over and over again, and you're catching dangerous lows. Like at some point, this isn't going to be okay. This can't be your path forward. Because, I mean, you know, I don't know. It feels like we all know where we're at and we're kind of pretending like we're not there. Does that make sense? I bumped yeah. you out. I, did I bum you out? I didn't mean to bum you out. I'm sorry. No, no, okay. no. All right, okay. We're so another thing we're like trying to do is sort of the get to the right answer the wrong way is like he, he I don't know he so in that in that breakfast scenario for the 45 minutes before breakfast he's in the services mm -hmm. so he's like I'm not I don't want to take out my phone and do something and so I'm like just put in a couple units like how hard is that He's like, no, I can't do it. You know, it's in the middle of services. I'm not going to do that. So we put it in the basil. So I put two units in the basil that just goes in automatically a half an hour before his breakfast and dinner times. Yeah. And then lunch, he has a longer lunch. So he can, you know, he can do that. But, you know, he's got like a flat 1.2. And then at nine o'clock, he's, you know, that hour his basil is five and then it's 1.2 again. <laughs> so, and, and that's it, you, you compensating it, for not pre-bolusing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And he's a little bit like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to eat. So I need to like, I need to see it. Right. And then I have a half an hour, you know, they don't give you that much time. You know, breakfast is a half an hour and then you go to class. Right. So like I'm not un listen. I yeah, understand. I, I, there's plenty of times. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of times where Arden's like I'm hungry, but I don't know what I want. And then she'll do that thing where she's like, "Well, I'm not going to eat because I can't figure out what I want to eat." And you know, it, it happened like last night, like late last night. She's like, "I'm hungry." I was like, "All right, eat something." And she's like, "I don't know what I want." 
And then I'm like, well, what about this? And you start playing that game. And then they're like, no, no, no. And then you get to, there's, no, <laughs> there's, there's nothing in the house. Yeah. I'm like, sure. I, I, I spent $600 at the grocery store. Uh, there's nothing in the house. You, you know, so it's, it's, it, listen, I'm, I'm not unaware of the fight. I'm just saying he's in a unique situation where because of his, his traveling, he's got the real ability to ignore you if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Unless so. I cut him off. Unless <laughs> you cut him off. Um, but, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, he wants to, he wanted to stay for Army. And I don't know if he's going to stay for Army because he's not controlled. Right. So, you know, they're, they're doing a ton of hiking and jumping around and all kinds of stuff. And, the food is whatever the food is. You don't have a kitchen that you can start grilling chicken. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to do that. We'll see. Right. But well, he's got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things that you'd mentioned to me back then was that yeah. he, he wanted to he wanted to do a year in the service in Israel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And my, my niece is doing it now. It's like, it's a really, like, it's a great thing for them. They really, you know, they they get strong, they feel powerful. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, a million 19 year olds running around together. Right. And, uh, she wanted to do, I think like a social work one. And he wanted to do, he wanted to be in a hospital, like a field hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. Be had, getting medical training. Um, but yeah, they, they do some cool things, That's but they, he could also be the guy giving out boots you know if he's if he's not controlled and they see that he's not up for it they're not going to give him a good job mm-hmm. so yeah. do you think well, you know not that the guy giving out boots is not an important job but he he, he might not be doing what he not wants to what do. he's that's not his goal yeah and does he see those things as connected do you believe like getting to his goal and i don't know, and I don't know. yeah <laughs> i don't know if he sees it connected a little bit he does like day to day you know, I don't feel good. Well, hey, I could tell you why you don't feel good. Mm. <laughs> well, when you put me on the phone with him, I he uh-huh. I, my interpretation was he resented it happening. I I thought he did. Okay. I I thought he wasn't happy about it, but I wasn't on that end. What did you think on your end? I think he thinks he knows everything. Okay. He doesn't need he doesn't need advice because he already knows. Mm-hmm. And he's handing me it just fine. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, look, that is the basic vibe that comes off of every young adult that I've ever spoken to who's kind of lived past this part and then looks back on mm-hmm. it. They'll say, oh, I thought I knew everything. My blood sugars were all over the place. I was fine. I didn't care. Somebody tried to help me. I ignored them. But then the last thing they always say is, I wish someone would have just pushed me harder. But they say that yeah. they say it in retrospect. So I honestly can't say what would happen in the moment if that's what happened. I just know that in retrospect, every older twenty-year-old looks back on themselves at the time we're talking about with your son and says, "I wish my doctor or my mother would have tried harder," you know, or said. But I think what they mean is, "I wish they could have gotten through to me." But I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. You know, the same mind you make that statement with when you're 25 is the same mind you have when you want to go, you know, to Israel for a year when you're 19. 
I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a weird situation to be in. I mean, have you ever tried, I, I'm just wondering now as we're talking, like, because it's such a big part of your life, have you ever tried explaining this to a rabbi and having the rabbi talk to them? Mm, that's interesting. Um, so the, the rabbis in the program, um, one of them did talk to him just about, you know, and he doesn't know specifics, but he knows if you're missing class because you're sick and you know how to take care of yourself, you know, do it. (laughs) So, um, that you have to take better care of yourself. Um, I think that the loop is definitely going to be a game changer for him. Um, well, but he could still bolus bad. Yeah, the algorithms aren't right? going to the algorithms are not going to get in front of you not pre-bolusing. They just they can't and not at this moment. Like can they one day in the future? Mm-hmm. Like maybe. Um, but for now it's still it's still not going to work that way. Like he's got a pre-bolus. Yeah. And how long do you say a pre-bolus is or it's just different for every food? Um, you know, it's different. It, it's different depending on the food you're eating, how quickly your insulin works and what your blood sugar is to begin with. Right. Like, you know, when you're 85, your pre-bolus is, is different than if you're 120 and is different than if you're 150. And to be honest, if you're 150, you're not really pre-bolusing, you're correcting and bolusing at the same time, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a, if there's a time to it, there's a, I would say this, if he's doing none at all, you know, even just getting him to commit to 15 minutes would be a big deal. And then, you know right. what I mean? So like, he thinks a pre-bolus is 15 minutes but does because he, that's what, no, he, he will, he yeah. will. But, um, but it's not, or work. Is it sometimes he's... he'll split wrong. Like he'll give a 50, 50 split, but he really needs almost all of it up front. You know, like yeah, it's maybe just the nuances. Well, maybe that tool is too advanced for him. Maybe he shouldn't be spitting, splitting his boluses unless he really gets it. Because maybe he's applying extended boluses where they don't belong. I mean, that's possible. I don't know. I haven't seen the data yeah. or anything like that. But those that's one of the things that I see people do sometimes. They get excited. They're like, oh, I found out about extended boluses. Then they try to use right. it everywhere. And, you know, it's not, they're not appropriate everywhere. So And then so now you think you're putting in seven units, but you're really putting in, you know, three and a half and your blood sugar shooting up while this other three and a half is trickling in and really not doing much good except holding you under 300. Um, you know, I, it, that could be it. Maybe he's outsmarted himself, you know, in some yeah. situations. Um, because, but being 400 and needing to correct afterwards, I mean, that would seem to me too that it's just not enough insulin for the meal. Like either the ratios off or he's eating something that's wildly more uh, glycemically heavy than, than his ratio is prepared for that. That would be my guess, but I don't know how you explain Mm -hmm. that to him. If he feels like he knows everything, you know what I mean? It's a tough situation. I feel for you. I feel for everybody. Yeah. 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 Yeah, He takes, he takes advice. He takes advice. Um, And, you know, a lot of times I'll just be like, just even it out. Just give a little bit, give a little bit, and he'll be like, by the power of Grayskull, and he'll like whack the damn thing down, and uh, and then he'd be like, no, too much, too much, just you know, goes the then, wrong way. 
right? Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's low and you'd be like, you'd be like, okay, this is, you know, you're, you're at a, you're at 60, you need, you need 20 points. Like 20 points is not that much, you know? And then he'll be like, okay, I'm just going to eat, you know, a granola bar and a spoon of peanut butter and a little bit of juice. And they're like, you're like, you, you just ate like 50 carbs. <laughs> like that's not going to help you. <laughs> it's just not. Do you so, have, do you have hope that he'll he figure it out? too much. Do, like you, you, you know he, him personally. If he takes the, he's a smart kid. If he yeah. takes the time to think about it and sometimes he does, you know, if he takes the time to think about it, then he will definitely get it. Um, the caring is is hard to give him. Um, but I mean, obviously the goal is the, the only time I you know, I paid him to listen to your pro tips. I paid for pro tips. I gave him like 20 bucks and a full day of mom not bugging you was right. what he got paid for pro tips. And uh, it was a great deal. That's a really good deal. I take it. Did it work, do you think, or do you think he just gave him some tools and not uh, He the did rest? about 10 of them. He started with exercise, and he did all of the shorter ones, regardless of the topic. So <laughs> I'm going to say if you're redoing pro tips, put out some little ones. Uh, well, the, the, <laughs> the diagnose, the defining diabetes are all really short. Right. And the... Um, and the variables are all really short. Yep. So maybe I'll try to get them on those. Be like, forget the pro tips. Just do the to get him just to do, do the variables. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was too much for them all at once. You know, like, uh, and that's actually true too. Like, you know, I don't think you should dive into the pro tips at exercise if you don't understand the rest of it. You know what I mean? Like the basics. It, it's just like anything else. Like you got to lay down a foundation of basic concepts, and then you can build into these. uh you know, more uh, intricate ideas, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. Listen, it's, it's really tough. It makes, it, it makes me, um, I don't know. I, I'm pretty happy. I have a daughter, not a son at the moment. <laughs> I got three daughters. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> they listen fine, right? They listen. They cook dinner for me. They, they, <laughs> they do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's good. I hope he is able like what I'm worried about is that he won't be able to do the things in life that he wants to do. Yeah. No, because I understand. He's too busy ignoring the things he has to do. Um, yeah. I won't get to do the things he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's going to like, he's just like, okay, I, I don't, you know, yeah, yeah. Diabetes, whatever, but he's not going to be able to do what he wants to do. Right. If he doesn't, does yeah. he not believe that? Take care of it. He doesn't believe that's uh, actually going to happen, know. right? I don't know. That's tough. Does your husband get involved in this? Uh, my husband is, like, awesome. He went to, like, all the educator things and stuff. Um, but he's not, like, the day-to-day, -day, I'm going to text you if your blood sugar is 180, I'm going to text you mm -hmm. guy. Like, he's got a job, and he's more big picture. He's doing his like, thing. You do your thing. Yeah, he'll talk to him. He'll be like, dude, like, what the heck are you doing? Like, just take care of yourself. I'm not going to tell you how, but just do it. And I'll be like, you know, put in 3.2 right now. You know, <laughs> like that's that's more of my vibe. Or I'll I'll send him, 
else had, when he was on um Bazaglar, like in the very beginning mm-hmm. um he's on Bazaglar and he's supposed to take 10 units at 10 o'clock so they like they did it so he'd remember right right and then he doesn't you know and then he falls asleep on the couch or he just forgets or whatever so his alarm's on and i my alarm's on and you know the first couple of times i'm like go downstairs go find him go get it you know mm-hmm. and then you know he'll be like hey get off the tv you gotta give a shot and then i was like okay we gotta like get creative on this so i started downloading like hundreds of pictures of basilisks and mythical creatures and i would like text him one of those at 10 o'clock every night He'd be like i'm be like just a little bit of a different vibe that is like it's, it's not because i'm bugging you it's just I'm a weird person sending you weird pictures of basilisks, obviously, like at 10 o'clock. And that reminds me, like, I'll, I'll very often, I'll like wake up in the morning and his blood sugars stinks. And I'll be like, you know, I'll text him to like, hey, good morning. How's your day? You know, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, oh, it's a text from mom. I guess I better look at my blood sugar. You know? So he knows. And then he back. will. He'll fix it. He will. That makes it. him fix it. Okay. So just it not does. being told like directly. Yeah. And just I, kind of indirectly I, I, helps. I I think so. Okay. He might feel like I'm still bugging him. But <laughs> I remember one time you were talking about, you know, if you're like just parenting in general, is like you can't always lead with diabetes because then they think that that's like the only thing that you care about. So I try mm-hmm. <laughs> very often lead with diabetes, but I try to be like, oh, how's your classes? How's this? How's the trip? How's it? You know, to just talk to him about other things. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I want to ask you about like basal versus bolus ratios because his endo, she wanted to uh, increase his carb rate. She wanted to increase his basal because his percentage was like 20% and she wanted it higher because basal percentage. Okay. So she's, you know, she's got some rule that makes sense. And she's like, his basal should be higher. So then he raises basal and then he was like always going low and it didn't work, but his highs after eating were not as high. Um, but he was always, you know, if he wasn't eating, then he was always fixing lows. So it was sort of just like at putting a blanket on top of it. But he still had to, like, I don't, I don't think it was the right basil, you know, because supposedly the basil is supposed to keep you, you know, keep you flat if you're not eating. So it didn't, it didn't really do that. Okay. So, all right. Let's but make... it, it sort of helped. It sort of helped in its own way. Okay. You know what I mean? Give it to me one more time. Just real bare bones. What happened? One more time. Okay, so he's up and down, up and down. And a lot of times when you see an up and down chart, you're like, okay, more basil. So she just said more basil, which, and she was going off of this percentage that endocrinologists use that says your basil should be 40% of your total daily insulin. And because he has to correct a lot, uh, and because he's eating a ton of carbs, you know, his his bolus ratio is too much bolus. 
So, well, so I don't know if I, the yeah, I don't yeah. know if I agree with that completely. So up and down, up and down, but it, uh, what I would ask, I, I wouldn't even bother with that. Like what I would ask first is when he's uh, away from meal insulin and he's away from food by okay. a few, by three hours, let's say, where does he sit stable? Like is his blood sugar like when it finds stability? Is it stable at eighty five or is it stable at one hundred and sixty? Ah, okay. So when was the last fast day? <laughs> um, Even overnight, you don't do you not see stability overnight. He's up overnight. He's up and eating overnight. He's awake, okay, and running right. around and doing stuff. Like there's not a specific time that he's sleeping. I don't think, I mean, maybe from three to five, he'll be, or, uh, you know, three to seven or eight. He, mm-hmm. they, the schedule is they get up, they start at eight yeah, and then I'm going to find it. Um, honey, what day was the last fast day? Can you look up the date? It's on your phone. Great. It was about a month ago. I'm just going to look at the at the clarity line. Thank you. And see what it was. No, I, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to get into the into the grit of it. it helps people. Yeah. Um, you want to do falafel while we're waiting? Do I? Want How would you eat falafel? How would I eat a falafel? It's a new food. You just started eating it. I don't. Two. Know. It's a it's a fresh pita. Okay. Which is less bulk than two pieces of bread, but it's. Just flour and water, no preservatives or anything. Right. What was it? December fourteenth. Can you find it for me? Just scroll up and down. Um, it's chickpeas fried. It's like chickpea. They made it get in a mush, and then they put five falafel balls in, and it's fried. And then on top is like salad, and sometimes there's like a couple French fries. Well, and then if there's a paste, there's like a sauces or chickpea paste and sesame paste. So. He ate it, and he had no idea how to bowl for it. But you know, well, the internet says falafel, talk it out. Falafels about five <laughs> and a half carbs for a patty that's approximately two and a quarter inches in diameter. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would. So, tre- what would you do? I would treat it like bread, and I mean, the first time I did it, I would just go with this, um, and I would treat it like bread at first, and I mean, uh, chickpeas. Salad. Chickpeas have some carbs and yeah. some protein, and then you're frying it. Yeah, then you're frying it, and then you're saying sometimes there's French fries on it. Yeah, if you go to a good place, there's a couple of fries on top. If of you it. go to a good place, there's fries. Hold on a sec. Um, that's funny. It's only like five because they got to shove it in that thing. So, I mean, that's what I would do. I would start with just a simple carb count, and. Um, and then I would see what happens and try it again. So just the pita and then do I'm the looking, protein I'm, later? I'm looking online right now. Hold on a second. So we got the carbs for the falafel. Let's try okay. chickpeas. December 14th. Oh, chickpeas have a, a fair amount of carbs. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hmm. 
Yeah, there's a fair right. amount of carbs. And like he, so, it's so, also like it's it's hard sometimes. Well, here's what he I knows have. pizza. Hold on a second. Okay, what do you got? I have a half a cup of chickpeas is 27 carbs. Okay. So so chickpeas are are 7.8 grams per tablespoon. So if he had if this falafel was legitimately two and a quarter inches around and he had two of them and it had chickpeas in it, then we're looking at 5, 10, 11, 18, I mean, and then French fries and fat and everything. I mean, that falafel could have been, it could have been 25 or 30 carbs, really. Okay. So would you put 30 carbs up front? Yeah, I would. I, I don't, I don't split insulin until something proves to me it needs to be split. Yeah. So you mostly put everything up front. Yeah, I, I don't. Sp- I don't split okay. insulin until it tells me until until experiences tell me otherwise. Um, and even then, with the things that Arden eats, it's more like it's not even like splitting it as much as it's like a fat and protein rise later. If 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 that's going to happen, it's almost a secondary bolus. Okay. You know. Okay, so his flat line it was December fourteenth, but his flatline at 1.2 was I could send that you a screenshot but um it was like hovering around 80 it okay. went a little lower it went a little higher it went a little lower it went a little higher it went a little lower and then at the end he was low he said he was walking to get food so so uh, it, it hovered around 80 it's a little lower a little higher but that's, but, but that's the bigger picture is that in the last 30 days, he's had one time when his blood sugar was stable at 85. <laughs> no, no, no. But the so next day, I'm trying to figure 15th, out if it works. He had a nice, a nice flat day, you know. But I'm trying to figure out um, if, if the basil works because the up and down might have nothing to do with the basil. Yeah, I. Uh, that December 19th was a nice flat day. I could send you 90 days. I mean, I could send you 100 days, but. Um, but you, do you see what I'm saying? Third was a nice day. You know, whatever. If he's not eating, he's great at diabetes. <laughs> he's well, got to eat. So if he's not like, if he's... I almost brought him home for a grilled cheese because he was so high and for so long. And finally, and, he, you know, he fell asleep and he didn't answer the phone. And finally... He gets to me and he's like, oh, I put in a turkey sandwich. I should have put in a pizza. Because the fat was keeping him higher longer. Mm-hmm. And it's different. Like he knows turkey sandwich. He eats turkey sandwiches like a hundred times. You know, he he's eaten turkey on rye a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And he basically knows that food. I think he needs to like pay attention to specific foods he eats. And then like learn it, I, I told him, I'm like, if you learn, you know, whatever kung you know, whatever chicken you want, if you learn general chow chicken and your blood sugar doesn't go up to 300 every time you eat it, then, you know, fine. Right. It's not the best food, but so, I'm not going to bug you about it. I, I mean, listen, from your explanations uh, of, of what you're seeing, my best bet is that he's not putting in the amount of insulin that the food requires when it's required. And I don't, and if, you know, fair enough, he's 19. And, you know, so when you, but, you know, so there's going to be off eating and things like that and weird sleeping patterns. But if, when he is, 
you know, fasting, his basal works that well. I, I wouldn't be looking at the basal for these other problems then. I'd be yeah. thinking about the week later he with the new like higher basal. Mm-hmm. So it was the week that they take him to Poland. So it's it's a very, very hard week. It's like a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of walking. Was he low? A lot? And he was low a lot. Yeah, it doesn't make and sense to me to turn up the he's basal. A, I, I mean, right. It doesn't mean it's wrong because he's walking. Well, no, but, but still, it, it doesn't make just based on what you told me. If you told me he was spiking at meals and when he was fasting, his blood sugar was 85, what do I do? There's no way I would have said to turn up the basil. I, okay. I, I would have said the the meals are your issue. Right. You know, and and that doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean ratio. It could be his interpretation of how much each meal needs. So he's maybe he's. I don't know that he's actually using a ratio. Well, no, he I has one in his just settings. Swagging I mean. it, but I mean, he has know? one in his settings. His settings have, a, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, one unit or how many units per how many carbs? Like the, that's his ratio. That's what I mean by that. I mean, he's not he's not coming close to getting the carbs right on stuff. Is what it sounds like. To yeah, me. I mean, that's my. If you made me just after this conversation tell you what I think is wrong, I don't think he's anywhere near getting his carbs correct. That's yeah. what that's because he's doing a fifteen minute pre bolus. Fair enough. Um, you know, with a 15 minute pre-bolus, if you've got the right amount of insulin, you should not be seeing three and 400. So it sounds like he's significantly underestimating how many carbs are in what he's eating. Right. You know, that's, and he's not, I I don't want to put it like too badly. He doesn't, you know, sometimes he does it right. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, he's not always a 400. Yeah. You know, he's generally, he's okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that in the situations when it happens, this is Mm -hmm. what I think is happening. That's my best yeah. guess. And just don't split the dose. Try to put it in earlier. I mean, when you're eating things that are, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 carbs, I, I mean, I, I don't mess around with splitting the dose. I gave Arden. So yesterday, I said yesterday, I don't know when the hell it was. She had, a, she put her pod somewhere where I was like, don't put it there. It's not going to work well there. And she's like, yeah, tell me what to do. It's my body. And I was like, okay. And then she um, put it there. And 20, I love snarky Arden. Yeah, and then 24 <laughs> hours later, I was like, hey, your blood sugar is sitting at 120 and it's hard to get down. She goes, that's an okay blood sugar. I said, uh, A, it's 45 points higher than I think it should be. And B, I don't care about the blood sugar as much as I'm telling you that the the site is not acting the way it should. I was like, we've tried to correct this 120 a couple of times. It's taking too long for it to come down and it's finding its way back up again. This is the site. And then she goes and has some concoction of like rice and chicken and beans and all this stuff for lunch. And I said, you should change this pod before you eat this food. This pod's only like two days old and it's fine and there's plenty of insulin left in it. And then six hours later, when I couldn't get her blood sugar under 180, I was like, are you ready to change the pod now? I don't want to change the pod. I was like, we're changing the pod. We changed the pod. And two hours later, I had her blood sugar back down at 90 again. And I said to her, all I said was, you got to stop putting the pod in that spot right now. Like that spot needs a break. And, you know, so I let her live through. Listen. I let her live through the entire thing that I knew was going to happen just so that nine hours later I could say, please stop using that spot on your stomach. Just turn it, put it in a different place, whatever. Um, yeah. And hopefully she'll, you know, 
but I don't think that's the end of it. I think now I have to follow up. Like the next time mm-hmm. she changes a pump, I'll say again, hey, listen, you know, let's remember this spot here. We're going to give this spot a break for like four months. Like, don't put anything here for a while. Um, like, let's oh, try, wow. you know, like that kind of thing. Like, it needs a break. And she's like, it's just one of her favorite places. So, you know, yeah. but, but he, think, he uses yeah. a lot of arms and legs mm-hmm. for the pod. And I don't know, maybe it's the spot. Now, Arden likes her legs. Uh, they don't work as well as some other places, but they're not bad. Uh, she has to be kind of cajoled to do her arms. And then she'll mm-hmm. do it, but she won't choose it on her own. Um, on her own, she'll pick the, her thighs or her stomach. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just that that entire thing. I don't know. Like, it's not the last time I'm going to have to say it to her. And hopefully one day it'll just sink all the way in and she'll just give up. I do think they're in that part of, um, you know, it's a very, you know, a very reasonable part of adolescence and growing up where you're trying to push back against authority and against your parents specifically. It's just, you know, because our kids have diabetes, they get to do that instead of like, you know, I'm going to the movies or I'm going to talk to this girl and not tell you or whatever. It's, you know, I'll put my pump wherever I want to. So kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, I I would just tell him to, spend right so eventually she's gonna have to figure like like tell herself because she's gonna be in france painting or whatever doing design and might be manhattan she's you're not gonna know where it is yeah. <laughs> i don't think she's gonna You'd be like hey did you use that stomach thing again that's you know <laughs> that's the wrong spot yeah. like well, he's you know she's gonna she's gonna have to do it and i don't want to be that I, we're not there i'm sure arden is way 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 better than my kid because you know, she's been straight for so long. I don't know. You know, about she's that. got a good blood sugar for a long time. Yeah, but I, I don't know that she's that much better. She's, you know, a little younger than your son, but they have the same I mean, kids that age all have the same vibe, like to some degree, you know, and it's that um you know, yesterday she's working on something as a uh, part of her portfolio for a college submission. And I was upstairs working and I came down like 45 minutes later to get something to drink. And I looked at her blood sugar and I was like, am I the only one that sees the blood sugar? <laughs> you know, like, is, <laughs> is it just me? I didn't hear it. I pick up her phone. I'm like, well, your, your phone's muted. That's why you didn't hear it. You, you turned off the muting. That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like not, she, she knows fine. Trust right. me. You know, we, so we made it, we made a little bit of a deal that his alarms are, really narrow and then mine are wider but it doesn't really work because i check my phone all the time but he you know in order to have mommy not bugging me all the time and be able to do it myself his alarms are i think they're like maybe 70 120 or something like that Mm -hmm. 130 um and my alarms are you know my alarms don't go off until it's too late but um but I'm still bugging him because I remember one time I was listening to that, the NASA engineer. She's like, oh, I have action point. It's 117, you know, and he's already 130. And I'm like texting him and texting him. And then finally, like 45 minutes later, he's like, I was in pre, I, I was in calculus class. Like, leave me alone. I'm 130. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I see that too. Well, all right. Uh, listen, if you, yeah. if you pass one thing on to him, Okay. I, I would think I'm gonna tell him whatever you say, Scott. I don't I'm I don't care if you listen 
I think he should put I think he should put more effort into making sure that he understands how many carbs are in what he's eating, excuse me, eating. And I don't think he should be splitting boluses unless he knows it's a meal that he really understands that the, that a split bolus is going to work for. Those are my two takeaways from this. Okay. All right. More carbs. Yeah. Well, no, not more carbs. Make sure he knows how many carbs and don't, don't split boluses for things. Like if he knows it works for pizza, then great. But if he's splitting right. a bolus because he just thinks he should be splitting a bolus and he's getting high, I would stop splitting that bolus and see what happens. Okay. Those are my those All are right. my those are literally my, t- my my management takeaways um, from this. I know we've been going for a while, but do you want to do dentistry? Do dentistry? Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so interesting. Or you already had one. <laughs> I actually just interviewed a dentist last week. Oh my gosh! Really? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, but 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 that's your profession, correct? Yes. I'm yeah. a uh, well, give me so, give me your high level uh, look at what people with type one should be doing in regards to. All right, time. I'll I'll tell you stuff that they don't necessarily tell you. I mean, my practice is a kids' practice, and I'm like, if the number of rotten teeth in your mouth exceeds your age, that's me. So, like, okay. I get like two year olds with, you know, they got six teeth, they're all rotten. Right. You know, I get like you know they. And I got to, you know, I got to deal with it. So a lot of people um, don't know about like the, I know we've had issues with iron, the liquid iron vitamin. That's only before you have teeth. Once you have teeth, you don't want that because it stains them and it gets stuck. And then, um, so, you know, specifically for back for diabetes, like it's a gummy bear is going to stay there forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And juice. If you have juice and then water, then you're good. And then I would just say, you know, from from your people that, you know, follow you all the time, just try not to feed the insulin. If you're trying, you know, if you're always juicing, then you got to, you know, figure that out. Um, But uh, as far as what happens in diabetes. Oh, so prevention, you can do a fluoride toothpaste that's like higher fluoride. Mm -hmm. And you can use a fluoride rinse. And I always say like an electric toothbrush. Um, but you can ask for a fluoride rinse. Ketones are acid. Like they they produce acid in your mouth, which is why you get all those sores. So people get like when they're first diagnosed, you get sores. Okay. And it, it trashes your gums. Um, but that's not specifically for kids teeth yeah, as much. It's more like you get mouth sores mm-hmm. um, and he, some people feel it in there. Like people have said on the podcast before that they feel it like a tingling if they have ketones. Um, that's, you know, that's in the gums and that's where like when you have acid produced being produced, that's when you use um, a base, like a, like the, you know, there's specific toothpastes that have uh, a base in it. Okay. That's a, uh, you know, like baking um, soda or something that. Yeah. Like a baking soda with... toothpaste. Right, right. That's when you would use that. If you're high all the time and you're, and you produce ketones more then you would use a baking soda in your toothpaste. Cool. Um, and then if you're lower more and you're always juicing, then you need a fluoride, you know, yeah. I mean, everybody needs fluoride, but, um, and then I would say like gum disease, they have, 
like your little tiny blood vessels everywhere. Your little tiny blood vessels in your feet get messed up and your little tiny blood vessels in your fingers get messed. So the little tiny blood vessels in your gums get, they get messed up. Mm-hmm. So that's when they like start bleeding. So as far as gum care, there's like, uh, there's a perio rinse that you can use. It's like Paradex it's called. Yeah. Um, and then like for kids with braces, like the water pick and you can do a special scaling and a cleaning. Uh, and then uh, doxycycline is a, is a low dose antibiotic that they give people if they're, if their gums are really bad. Okay. But like, they don't give it, you know, preventively. It was just, they're yeah. bad. I just had a deep clean. And I found it lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's lovely. That was so lovely. <laughs> it wasn't Absolutely. bad. I was so worried when I got there because they were like, we have to numb you for the deep cleaning. I was like, I have to get numbed for this? And then I got there and she just put this gel on it to numb my gums. And I was like, oh, you guys should have been more specific when you said numb me. I said, I thought I was getting injections for this. Um, but it was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was nice. So basically, right. like really like like high level for people, you don't want sugar sitting in your mouth. And you don't want stuff stuck in your teeth. Yes. Right. A raisin is going to be worse for you than a big bowl of ice cream. Right. Because that'll wash out with your saliva yeah. at some point. But it's that, duration. Right. And so, but a raisin could get stuck in a crack or a crevice and sit there for until you brush again, if you're lucky. And then, mm-hmm. and then that's where rot begins. And so when people yeah. use juice overnight, simplest thing is to just swish with water afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, just uh I mean, don't give them skittles when they're sleeping. You know. mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not exactly high level. But <laughs> right. But if, so it is that simple. Or or just turn it down. If you got a drifter and you're, you know, whatever, 765 drifting. See if you can catch it. So right. maybe don't juice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if you can catch it with basil if it's going so slow enough. So yeah, but but seriously, like the high level you don't want sugar sitting in your mouth and you don't want things stuck to your teeth. And it doesn't have to be something sugary stuck to your tooth, like a, a chewed up piece of a potato chip stuck in a in a crevice in your tooth is just as bad for you as a raisin, right? Like things stuck to your teeth is is bad. Uh, yes. Okay. Things stuck to your teeth is bad, but potato chips will go out eventually. Okay. So bacteria eats sugar. Yep. Right? And it produces acid. So... And the acid is what dissolves your teeth. So you take a baby tooth, you throw it in a can of Coke, it's gone in like a couple days. It's gone. Hmm. Um, so it's, but there's no bacteria. So sometimes if people have acid and not bacteria, you'll see like a white film on the teeth. That's like the teeth turn like really chalky. Okay. And that's like acid without bacteria. And that, you could definitely see with ketones if you're, you know, if you get ketones or if you have acid reflux or I don't know if you drink a lot of lemonade or whatever, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and the, the bacteria is, it's interesting because the kids are, kids are not born with bacteria in their mouth. They usually get it, you know, from mommy kissing them. <laughs> don't kiss your babies. No, but that's, that's where you get it from so there are people that don't just don't get a lot of cavities because they don't have those bacteria Hmm. um so you're saying i have if i ever had a cavity it's because i kissed my wife somebody i don't know maybe you maybe you 
ate some dirty lettuce. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if we could just sit in a hermetically sealed room after birth, we'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, if you're a bubble baby, you're awesome. Um, and then the other thing I would say for the appointment, um, I would ask for an early morning appointment because a lot of things in dentistry, you're either not supposed to eat beforehand or you're not going to eat afterwards. And, you know, you don't want to, you can always drink juice. They'll always let you drink juice. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, but as far as, you know, if you're not, don't, you know, don't go to the dentist, like after breakfast, having a big meal kind of thing. Okay. Cause you, you might barf. Just, you know, just Ooh, saying. I don't want that. Some people, some people <laughs> might, are not good you when you're in their throat, right? Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. I had an, yeah, like, I had an impression. You done, might see it later. <laughs> I, I had an impression done once and the guy's like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, why would I not be okay? He goes, you'd be surprised. Like a little bit of this impression material hits people in the back of their throat and they just, they can't handle it. And I was like, I think yeah. I'll be all right. You know? So. Yeah. 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 I got yeah, what he yeah. was saying, but so, I was okay with it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have a dex, you'll see it. But like pain, if you have pain, you know, your blood sugar is going to go up and not eating is going to make it go down. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to it's hard to necessarily predict beforehand. But if you're having like a lot of stuff done and it might be painful, then that's something to consider as well. Uh, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's something to consider. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell up or down because you're also not eating. If your basil is solid and if you don't eat, it's nice and steady then maybe you would need more if you're going to be in pain mm -hmm. or maybe you just see if it happens and then correct. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's some people that say that pain doesn't affect their blood sugar. Some people say it does. It's hard to know. That's why I'm saying just be aware of it. And, but I, I take yeah. your point earlier in the morning, people's blood sugars are a little more difficult early in the morning anyway. So if you're trying to avoid a low because you're going to the dentist, then that, that makes sense to me. Very nice. Cool. And what, okay. So what do you do? Like you, you like you basically you work on kids with some real tough problems. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we definitely drug them. Um, you know, we have <laughs> laughing gas. <Okay>. We, have, <laughs> we have sedation. You know, if if you're like, you know, if, if it's like four or five years old and they need like six crowns or more, they panic. Then, the, you know, you need a little help. Wow. But um but you know basically after eight years old, they're fine. They're like kind of hang. They can sit it. and take it, and as long as you don't, you know, hurt them, then they're cool. Little kids get crowns. Oh yeah, man. It's hard. They, so I don't know. Some people don't know. It's good to know. Right. You because you have a lot of, you know, you got a lot of pregnant ladies. Um some people don't know that even you know, even nursing has sugar in it and bottles have, you know, formula has sugar in it. So they'll give their kid a bottle all night and all day and it's just bathing there. And then when they're asleep, they don't swallow it. So it just, it just soaks, wow. soaks and soaks. Ugh. So they'll, yeah, they'll rot it out. Yeah. It's not fun. Oh my gosh. It's not fun. Oh. Um, I know on that note, wasn't that fun? Yeah, <laughs> Great. I was like, <laughs> Who wants to come to the dentist? <laughs> um, well, I, I really, yeah. I really do appreciate you, uh, doing this and, and sharing like I, it's yeah, it was so fun. Good. I'm glad. I know. It's... I love, love your podcast and I love the group. Thank you. Cause I... It's great. Everybody's it. like so 
like helpful and supportive and terrific. And even when they're snarky, I like it. Yeah. Somebody the other day was like, my aunt had pancreatitis and what kind of diabetes does she have? And like, and then like nobody answers. And oh, oh, and she eats and oh, and she eats low carb. Like, so like 50 people get on there and they're like, she doesn't need to eat low carb. She just needs to take insulin. And then like, finally, one person's like, she's C3. This is from the website. You know? <laughs> then, I'm, I'm fun. Yeah, you get enough people together. You actually get answers to damn near everything. Yeah, right. I went on like, yesterday. Fine, I'll Google for you. Yeah. Like, you could have done that. You know? I'll, I'm, I'll Google it. I'll go on the JDRF set for you and I'll Google it for you. Okay. I, and I, then like, but like she kind of, she kind of carb shamed somebody who was like, no, you don't have to eat low carb. And, and it wasn't even the person. It was like somebody whose aunt had this, you know, she just had a question. And then, and then he writes like, fine, do whatever you want. If you want to eat, you know, if you want to just, eat sadness all day you know? like, my god I, uh... I, was like, I was like i personally eat keto just because car like i am definitely carb sensitive mm-hmm. i have uh i have pcos which is like they say that you might get type 2 that's what they want they like it's it's actually too much insulin mm-hmm. you're producing so if you keep producing too much insulin then I guess eventually your cells are like too much and then they shut it down and your absorption goes down. Okay. So I just, I don't take anything, but I, uh, but I just try to watch my carbon peak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Keeps me thinner. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, it's not hard for me. It's not hard for me to argue with. I'm, I'm 50, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but my, my keto brownies have definitely been shamed many many times by my children and everyone else who tries to eat them they don't they don't enjoy them <laughs> except for my Atkin friends and they're like oh, these are fantastic and i was like yeah i've tasted them but i like them <laughs> that's amazing all right well uh Alec, all right thank well you thank very you much. so much no I, I can't thank you enough hold on one second for me okay okay A huge thanks to Allie for coming on the show today and sharing her story. And thanks to InPen from Medtronic Diabetes for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast. Learn more and get started today at InPenToday.com. I'd also like to thank Touched by Type 1 and remind you to go to touchedbytype1.org or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Long episode today, so just let me say this. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.